What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gaze. I am your host, Larry. I hope you guys had an amazing week. I can't wait to get into everything that's kind of gone on uh, throughout the week um, in the Bravo universe. There's a lot to cover. Um, We're going to hit on some, just some of the shows. Um, We're going to go through Real Housewives of New York. Obviously, we have to talk about Below Deck Down Under. That was an insane two episodes that we had on Monday. And then we are going to talk about last night's Orange County and then get into a lot of the kind of like hot topics and like stuff going on in the news. So, again, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you guys had an amazing week. I want to start off by talking about last week's Real Housewives of New York. Obviously, at this point, we're getting like deeper into like the backgrounds of the ladies. They finally left the Hamptons, which, my God, it felt like they were there for an eternity. And I, if I were Aaron, I would have, there's nothing that would have made me happier than to get these ladies out of my house with the amount of complaining that they did. So thank God they're out of the Hamptons and they're back in the city. I'm still at the point right now where I am loving each and every single one of these women. And there isn't one that I'm kind of like falling off of as the episodes are moving forward we're getting like into a deeper background of where the women come from with like the history of them. We got so much this episode in regards to like the background of Uba and more like deep into the background of Bryn. And uh, I just, I love it. Cause you're like actually starting to like, like resonate like with things that the, like, like we are starting to resonate with these ladies and that's, I mean, isn't that like the purpose, right? Like you want to feel like you can connect or relate to these people on these shows. Um, so I did love, obviously, like so much that happened. So I know that kind of like in the beginning of this past episode, I loved when Bryn went to go get her hair done and was talking with her hairdresser about like her history with like her grandmother taking her to the hair salon and like how it just like, she had like this connection with like the other side of her family. Cause I believe her, I believe her mom is white and her dad is the one that was black. So she finally like going to the hair salon, like was like her, her weekly thing that she would do. And like kind of, it just connected her with like her dad's side and like that, background that they have and I just I love so much that like she like doesn't have any walls up she's just like bearing it all we're getting like so much more into her background and uh, she's real she's really bringing it like you're getting that like vulnerable side of her but like you're also still getting like fun Bryn and uh, she's like to me right now, kind of like the perfect like balance. Like you're getting a little bit of, you're getting a little bit of everything with her. And uh, 
I don't know. I just can't say enough good things about her. Like there isn't one thing that like, I don't like. <laughs> and like, along with her talking about like the background and like with her family, um, we also got to see a moment with Uba where she was having a meeting with her business uh, partner where they were talking about her Uba hot, um, her hot sauce that she has. And huge congratulations to Uba because I had no idea that this was an item on like Oprah's favorite things. I don't know if like people really still pay attention to like that list that she does or like, I didn't know that that still was a thing, but the fact that she was like recognized by Oprah, like, like she said, like she felt like it was like Christmas. It like kudos to her. That's probably like such a huge like moment in like her career to like have something like that happen and i just like she's another one like i just can't say like enough good things about her she's hilarious she's stunning she's like ambitious and she just seems like someone that like i would want to be friends with and it like it broke my heart for her when she was talking to her business partner about not having her mom um, by the sounds of it, it sounded like her mom had passed and she's another one that is just like, we're getting more into like into the depths of like her background. And we've already had it obviously with Bryn. We got it with Sai a couple episodes ago where we were like learning about her upbringing and how she like came from like this poor background. And it's just, it's so nice to see. And it's so refreshing to see because some of these ladies like don't talk about it. And they just portray, like, this lifestyle where, like, everything is, like, amazing and, like, aspirational. And, like, you obviously, like, come from somewhere. So the fact that we're, like, getting these background stories, I'm obsessed with. Um, And I just loved that Uba's business partner was, like, I am, like, a dedicated citizen of, like, Ubaville. I think that's, like, what she called it, but, like, and that she's, like, there for her, kind of, like, as a figure or someone that she can talk to, since she, unfortunately, doesn't have her mother. And uh, she's not the only one, because I will be, like, citizen number two, because I stan Uba, like, all day, every day. Like, I just, I just love her so much. And uh, I just, like, loved seeing, like, how, even though it's, like, it's her business partner, that, like, she still has a friend in this woman. And it's just refreshing to see, because I'm sure... I don't think that she... I don't think she has, like, family in the States. And I could be wrong, but I don't think that she does. So the fact that she has, like, someone that she can, like, call on and rely on and, like, kind of just, like, talk to, I'm happy to know that, like, she has someone like that in New York City. Still cannot get over the fact that she's cousins with Chanel Ayam from Real Housewives of Dubai. You can totally see, like, the similarities between them. Like, just, like, their quirkiness, like, the way that they act. They're both so funny. And just, like, the things that, like, they do, like, the similarities are there. And it's also, like, refreshing to know that she has a family member, like, kind of in this universe, right? In, like, reality TV, because it can kind of... 
I mean, it can be like a beast. So like to know that like her cousin is doing the same thing that she's doing. She also has that person there that she can kind of like bounce off of. And uh, I'm excited to, I wonder if they'll do like a crossover. Could you imagine if Chanel Ayan went to New York and like did a moment next season with Uba or Uba went to Dubai and like hung out with Chanel, like sign me up. Also, I can't wait to see the two of them together at BravoCon. Like, I hope that they do something, like, with the two of them. Kind of, like, whether it be, like, put them together on a panel or put them together, like, on a Watch What Happens Live. Something where we can see them, like, interact with each other. And uh, that would just be, like, that would just be amazing. Like, (laughs) I just, it still, like, to me is so crazy that, like, it's her cousin and it's her cousin on her mom's side. So they're like legitimate family. So I don't know. I just, it's just a, such a small world from there. Um, they do get into uh, talking about hosting this like Bryn's giving Cy talks with her husband, David, who hello. Like um, he's a King. he, is amazing, and I'll get to that in a moment, but I love that, like, Sai wants to host this Bryn's giving and kind of, like, gather all of the girls around because Bryn kind of is in, like, a funk around the holiday season, which, rightfully so, it's got to be, like, a very tough time, especially if you don't have family. And she said she does have family around, but, like, they're all assholes, so it seems like she kind of just like does her own thing and like distances herself from whatever like immediate family she has. And which makes sense as to why she would kind of maybe hit up an ex and like see what they're up to or whatnot. But I love that Sai wants to like do this for her. Gather the girls, let's show her like a sense of like support and like that she has us like no matter what. And she asks David if they can do it at their house in Brooklyn, which if you haven't noticed, like they've been to Brooklyn a couple times. So they were in Brooklyn in the very first episode. And now they're, they've done scenes inside his house. Now they're back in Brooklyn for Bryn's giving. Not one woman has complained about having to take the trek from Manhattan to Brooklyn as much as they did in the OG season when they would have to go to Alex and Simon's house. They made it seem like they had to travel over the mountain and through the woods to Alex and Simon's We Go. Like, it was, they just were so dramatic about it. And uh, I haven't heard one peep out of these ladies about having to go to Sai's house in Brooklyn. Could it be, though, that Sai has a beautiful brownstone in Brooklyn and Simon and Alex's house is kind of always just a disaster. Like it really was a disaster until they renovated it. And then they weren't no longer on the show. Like we didn't really get much more of them in Brooklyn once like the renovation was done. But aside from that, Bryn's giving is happening and uh, all of the ladies are coming. Can't wear your shoes, which I find like, I get it. Like, you're in New York City. Why would you want, like, people to go into your home with their 
street shoes on. For me, like where I'm from, like if I'm having people over and like, I don't really like if you wear your shoes, like I could care less because I'm just going to clean up when you leave anyway. But the girls don't seem to have a problem with it. The only one that seemed to have a problem with it was Aaron. But they're doing this Brinsgiving. Bryn and Cy are talking about it when they're trying, when they're starting to plan it. And uh, they get into the conversation of Jessel and uh, they bring up the fact again, that she hasn't had sex with her husband in two years. And this is where David, I feel like I said, is a king in the sense of the fact that he realized that she just had like not one baby. She had two, she had twins. So maybe she's just, obviously like not in a space where she's comfortable with that yet. And the fact that he acknowledged that, like it just made me love him. And he acknowledged it before, like, I mean, before the women did really like on air, they never really acknowledged the fact that like, maybe she's feeling this way because she had babies and granted they may have talked about it and it just wasn't shown. But I love the fact that David kind of, was like, don't give her a hard time. Like, she's going through this. She just had the kids. Like, maybe she's just not there yet. So, again, King David coming in for the win with that statement. I loved it. At the same time, they are cutting over to Jessel talking to her husband, Pavit, about everything. And uh, I loved that (laughs) she tells him that the sex life came up. And he called it um, a marriage tax. And was it a marriage tax or a baby tax? One of the two. Where obviously there's going to be like a lull in that portion of their life. And they just got to get back to it. They just need to like get their groove back. Pavit doesn't seem to care that the girls have any opinions in regards to what's going on in uh, Jessel and his sex life. And... I mean, nor should he, like it's between the two of them, but it did get brought up. So I love that Jessel was like, you know what? We got to get you laid. We need to do a staycation in New York. I mean, Jessel's got to get her groove back too. So, I mean, the conversation was had. It's going to happen. I'm sure it has happened. Hopefully we can move on from the abundance of talk about the lack of the sex that's being had between the two of them. And granted, we're still early on in the season, so I'm sure it's going to be brought up again. But hopefully by next season, the ladies will move on and we won't have to talk about this anymore. But with that said, the friends get, or the, the Brins giving that they had it looked amazing. I mean, Sai really looks like she knows how to host a party. She had food for the ladies. Um, unlike what she said, unlike Aaron, she served these women. And food seems to be like such a hot topic with these ladies this season so far. We had the Cheesegate, we had Escargot, and like now we're talking about how Jessel like feeds these women like better than anybody or sorry the house side feeds these women better than anyone it looked amazing Bryn seemed to really be enjoying herself like straight off the bat she was 
flirting with the married cook. Granted, she stopped once she learned that he was married. It was just like she looked like she was so happy to be there and that like Sai took the time to do this for her. And it got like, it got kind of like rocky when Jessel showed up and approached Aaron in regards to like her grandmother's memorial. I don't know if it is just Aaron taking it the wrong way when Jessel says something to her or if like Pavit said, like her tone just like comes off kind of bitchy. He didn't call her. He didn't say she was a bitch or bitchy. He just said that her tone comes off in a certain way that people may not like. So is it the fact that Aaron is taking it the wrong way and Jessel is like being sincere in regards to hoping that everything went well with her grandmother's memorial or is Jessel's tone bitchy and she just doesn't realize it. I don't know. To me, I can't really tell because I feel like she's like British and British people have like this like dry kind of like way of talking, if you know what I mean. And it just isn't coming off the way that people like would usually say something, but they get into it. If you go to my Instagram, I posted a clip um, for a sneak peek of next week's episode and uh, Jessel and Aaron have a sit down and they talk and it's kind of like another thing, like another thing that Jessel says kind of hits Aaron like the wrong way. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I wonder if any of the other ladies, well, I think a few of them really think that, She's like unaware of the way that she comes off, but it hasn't bothered me yet. So granted, she walks away and everyone's like, what the hell did that just happen? <laughs> like, And then the whole like Jenna saying that Jessel called them cackling hags comes up. I love that Uba had no idea what a cackling hag was. My favorite thing is when Uba, like, doesn't know what anyone is talking about. And she's just like, what the hell is going on? So she Googled it in her confessionals. It was hilarious. I'm sure that's going to be brought up again, where they're going to question why Jessel would say that she was with a bunch of cackling hags. And I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. To me, like, they're not. But I guess, like, if you're in, like, the crossfire of uh, these ladies, that you may have, like, a different opinion and think that, like, they're all just coming after you. Regardless, I think I, th- I think some people are just overreacting in this situation. The girls finally sit down for dinner and... Uh, this is kind of like what broke my heart. And I just like felt so, so, so bad for Bryn is that they ask her like what it's like for her, like over the holidays. And she gets like choked up. says she doesn't want to cry. She tells production, like she does not want to talk about it. And they were like, okay, well, are we going to talk about this later? And she goes, no, I don't want to talk about it at all. This woman 
like God bless her, has still has, it seems like, so much trauma from her childhood that to this day, it's like still hard for her to like talk about some of these things. And uh, I hope that this is kind of like therapeutic for her where she is like getting this out and like opening up to all of like the issues she had growing up and can hopefully like release all of that and like just move forward in like the best form of person that she can be because she truly is like a light. Like she is, she's like a star. So she opens up about her childhood and it is just so sad that anybody would ever have to go through something like that. And I just like, I just, I feel, I feel so bad for her. I'm interested to see like how much more they're going to like unpack with that and to like, to see, is she going to like rekindle any form of like any relationships that she has with any of her like current immediate family? Like, are we going to be able to, are we going to get to see any of that? Um, it's, I just, to me, there's just, it's just like fascinating. I want to know more about like her background and everything that like goes down. It was an amazing episode. Again, I think that they nailed it with this cast. And uh, I wanted to bring up casting for Roni because if you noticed in the beginning of the episode, Aaron is obviously a real estate agent. We are getting like a sneak into that part of her life, like a sneak peek into that part of her life. She was on Frederick Eklund's team, like his real estate team when he, like his real estate company in New York. Obviously, there's a connection there. Aaron knows Frederick. Bryn, her best friend is Pandora, Lisa Vanderpump's daughter. So I'm wondering if Frederick, Lisa had any like hand in being like, talk to Aaron, talk to Bryn. Like they'd be a great fit for the new Roni. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if they had any hand in the casting process or maybe they just recommended, um, maybe they just like threw their name out there and recommended them for the show. But it's, it's starting to like piece together, like how everyone knows each other or how they could have come on to the show. I'll tell you when they were casting for Roni, I have a few girlfriends in New York city who are fucking fabulous. And I toss their names out. I was sending without without even telling them. I was sending their Instagram handles. I was sending photos. I was like, "You need to check this girl out." So, I mean, I'm sure if I was doing that, so many other people were. Let alone someone who was on a Bravo, another Bravo show. They were. Pro- they probably have more of a connect to have casting. What like look deeper into this person. So I'm interested to see if we'll get any more like background stories from anybody else on the cast. Like if they know anyone like in the Bravo universe. So I'm excited to see what is going to come later on in the season. I think we're only on episode like five, maybe. So I'm assuming like within the next week or so, we'll get like a mid season trailer. Cause I can't, I would assume that they would only get, and I've said this before, maybe like 10 or 12 episodes. So 
But still, so much more to come with Roni. And I am just so excited to see what's coming. Next, what I want to talk about is the most insane reality television that I have seen in quite some time. I told you guys a couple weeks ago, if you are not watching Below Deck Down Under, you need to get your ass over to Peacock and watch season one. This past Monday's episodes, I say episodes because they're two. They've been releasing two episodes every week since the premiere. We're in trigger warning. Like, it, I'll let you guys know now. I'm sure you've seen it um, all over social media. But I want to give you guys like a trigger warning here that they do talk about like sexual assault. So if that's something that you aren't comfortable listening to, you can fast forward um, and go and listen to the later part of the podcast. But I'm going to get into what happened on Below Deck Down Under. If you haven't watched season one, you need to go back. Season two, I feel like we're already on episodes six and seven or seven and eight. That was the wildest shit I've ever seen on television. I was literally watching the end of that first episode and the whole second episode, like, glued to my television. Like, mouth open. What the hell's going on? I can't believe that they are showing this on TV right now. And a huge, huge, huge kudos to production who got involved immediately to Asia, who recognized what was happening from the moment they got out of the car to get back onto the yacht and to captain Jason for handling it like the boss that he is. Asia and Jason demonstrated a plus 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 leadership with the way that they handled this situation. For those of you that don't know, they had a crew night out. Everyone got drunk. They were on their way back to the boat. And Luke has like this regret that like he missed out on talking to Margot because he had hooked up with crazy fucking Laura. She's another psychopath. He has like this regret that he may have missed out on things with Margot because he hooked up with Laura. They're drinking, they're dancing, they're hanging out. They get back to the boat and Margot like was drunk in the backseat of the car with her head on his lap and Aisha could just tell by the way that, like, he was looking at her that, like, something wasn't right. So they get back on the boat, and all of a sudden, there's a power outage. Now, prior to the power outage, Aisha had put Margot to bed. Margot wanted to go to sleep. She didn't want to hang out with Luke. And Aisha made sure that, like, she went to sleep. The power goes out. In the midst of this power outage... Luke is running around the boat. The only thing he has on is a towel. He's naked underneath the towel. He goes into Margot's bed and, like, gets into bed 
with her and he his like towel fell off so he's like naked and the door is like almost shut she doesn't know what's going on he is a fucking idiot and thank god production was there to slam the door open and tell him to get out of bed before anything got any further he gave them a little bit of a hard time and like shut the door back in their face and like didn't want to listen but thank god that they just really like were adamant about getting him out of there and getting him to his own bed this guy's a freaking tool, man. Like, he is such a douchebag. And it's just like, what, like, the fact that I'll get to, you know what? I'll get to it in a little bit because I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But obviously, Aisha's made aware of what's happening. She goes, she wakes up Captain Jason, tells him everything that's going on. They get Luke's ass off the boat and to a hotel. He is like, even fighting to do that. But in the meantime, you got freaking Laura, this crazy broad who won't leave Adam alone. That poor guy. I mean, I don't think he could have said it any nicer that he just isn't interested in her. And she just getting, she didn't get the hint. Um, and she's still throwing herself at him. And like, it was just like, she's enough. She is a piece of work. That one too. Adam goes to bed. She shows up in his bedroom with a bottle of lotion trying to give him a massage on the top bunk. She climbs her ass onto the top of the bunk, like on top of him, trying to give him a massage that he didn't want. Production had to get her ass out of his room. Like, what the fuck actually, like, was going on? That was... That was literally the craziest probably like 30 to 45 minutes of television that I had ever seen or have seen in the longest time. But the next morning comes Captain Jason sat the whole team down. Obviously, the only possible thing that could have been done would be to fire Luke. He he comes back talks to Captain Jason. He had no idea what he did. He was like questioning, like even when Captain Jason was telling him like there was indecency, like you went into a room, like you like there was no consent there. He had no idea he was naked, no idea he did that. And uh, left. Adios. Later loser. Like I don't even I hope they don't. I, if they have a reunion, I really hope they don't invite him. Like, there's nothing that I don't think anybody wants to hear from him. Like, there isn't anything he can say that anyone would want to hear. Audience-wise. Cast-wise, I don't know. I, maybe some of the cast would like him to, if he hasn't already, apologize publicly to them on that type of level as far as being on a reunion. Um, because I'll tell you, from what I saw on his Instagram, he ain't he ain't sorry. All he did, from what I saw, because I've since blocked both him and Laura, the lunatic, um, was just a photo of the yacht that said, like, been working on myself for a year now or something like that. Whatever. He leaves. The captain has Captain Jason, King Captain Jason, also, guys, like I've said, like if you're not watching, go watch because he is like 
the ultimate eye candy. He's just so, he's just so nice to look at. And after this, it just makes him even hotter. Um, has a whole conversation with the crew about how you have to respect people's boundaries. And right after that, you get freaking Laura, this crazy bitch. <laughs> she goes up to Margot and like says the most insensitive things to her. More upset at the fact that Luke got fired than she is mad at Luke for what he did to Margot. Like it, she has zero empathy. She could care less. All she wanted to do was say goodbye. I'm not even going to repeat the comments that she said to Margot because those are just unimaginable things. I that I think anybody could ever say to somebody and thank God her ass got the boot too, because that woman, she's, she does not support other women as Ramona Singer would say. She is not a woman who supports other women. She still to this day, I just saw an interview earlier today that was posted still to this day says that like, Oh, like, if people are talking about you, like at least your name is in their mouth and it's making you more famous. Like she's a psychopath. And I fear for any man that has to come in contact with her because she is legitimately crazy. So props to Captain Jason for getting rid of both of them. Like, I don't think I would have been able to go a whole season with watching Laura throw herself at every guy on the boat or Luke try and throw himself at any girl that would give him the time of day. Like you're both losers. You like, goodbye. So now we're down a deck hand and a stew. At the end of the episode, you obviously see they did the mid-season trailer. They're uh, they're getting a new stew. I believe her name is Jamie. She's beautiful. And they're getting Joao back as the bosun, which I feel like people have like mixed feelings on him. I'll tell you this much. I did not watch any the season or seasons that he was on of Below Deck. So I'm watching him on Below Deck Under with like, fresh eyes like i don't know his background i know the name but i don't know the history of anything that he's ever done on the show and that's just me so i'm watching with fresh eyes you'll get my opinion on him um as never seeing him before so we're getting them back on board guys it is just such a good show that like because everyone has been talking about these past two episodes and like how insane they were, you need to go back and watch season one. So that way you're caught up and you know, like obviously it's different cast, but you'll understand why it's such a good show. If you're not going to go back and this kind of brought you into the below deck down under universe, stick with it. Like, sorry you had to come in on, like, such a crazy freaking time in the season. But I think you'll enjoy the show. And hopefully we move forward from this and it gets back into 
refreshing, fun, flirtiness, crazy charter guests, like all that stuff. I have high hopes that it will, but I'm still like, I watched it twice, guys. Like you have, like it aired from eight to 10 and then watch what happens live was on. And then I watched it again from 1030 to 1230. Like I had to watch it twice because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like that's how, that's like how insane those last two episodes were. But moving forward, like I said, hopefully nothing, but putting that behind them and moving forward with like positive vibes and fun with the crew, current existing crew, the crew that's coming in. And we're midway through the season with below deck. They've been dropping these like double episodes every Monday. They did it with below deck sailing yacht and they're doing it now with below deck down under. Do I like it? Yeah. Because who wants to wait to see what's going to happen next week? But like, it's time consuming. Like, an hour is like good. Like I can sit down and watch for an hour, but like to have to commit two hours, I'm just like, it like drives it like it's a little annoying, but like I can put up with it. I mean, I put up with it because it's Bravo. That like to be honest, like if it was any if it was anything else, I'd be like, fuck it, I don't care. And like I'll watch it again tomorrow. I'll watch it tomorrow, or I don't like I'll skip this episode, but. I mean, I'm committed, guys. I'm committed to what is going on with these people. So I'm excited to see what happens next week. It's going to be good. I hope that these new guys come in and they cause some trouble and stir some shit up and have some fun. And it's going to be good. All right. We got to talk about last night's Orange County. It was, it was crazy. Like, there isn't, like, really much that I want to talk about aside from the the very end, right? So, it was a good episode overall. But this party was a freaking doozy. It was, I forgot what she named it. Like, I, I do you, you do me. That was what the name of the party was. I do you, you do me. The ladies all dressed, they all picked a name and they all dressed up as whomever they picked, someone from the cast. It, they all did a good job. Are you kidding me? Like, Tamara's Heather Dubrow was fucking hilarious with the money gun where she was shooting dollar bills all over the place. You, she was on point. She sounded like Heather. She looked like Heather. She had like the, just like the over the topness with the champagne and the money gun. It was amazing. I loved Gina's Emily. She almost looked just like her. I Jennifer's Jennifer dressed up like Taylor and I like, just didn't get it. Like it just didn't hit for me, but I do love that Taylor recognized that Jennifer was wearing like a cat fanny pack, like in ode to the cat meme with like Taylor yelling at the cat, like, that was hilarious. That was the only part that like I really got of Jennifer's costume. Taylor's costume of her imitation Tamara was trash. Like she put on some leggings. Like, come on, girl, put in a little bit more work. Heather's 
Jennifer was good. And Shannon, or I'm sorry, Emily's Shannon was hilarious. Like the lemon leggings, the blonde wig. Like (laughs) at one point the ladies were like, is this Emily or is this like Emily acting as Shannon? Like we just, like they couldn't, they couldn't get it. They all did an amazing job. Shannon came in as Gina and she came in as Gina with like the messy exposed hair extensions and uh, like her, her reunion look. Like she just did like Gina was not like flattered by it at all. I think she was obviously more annoyed. If you saw online on Instagram yesterday, they kind of had like a beef going back and forth between the two of them. Shannon had posted to her grid, like her look saying like, like hope you all enjoy like my imitation Gina or whatnot. And Gina had like posted like, Oh, I'm glad that the darkest times in my life are something that you're always there to remind me of. And Shannon replied back. And then um, like, then Gina replied with like a grid post. They did this whole back and forth that went on like pretty much all day yesterday. I get where Gina's coming from because like that was the low part in her life and she feels like Shannon's making a mockery of it. But the point of the assignment was, or the point of the party was to dress as your fellow cast member. So I think Shannon took like over the past few years, like a version of Gina that people kind of talked about most online without even thinking of how Gina would feel with her kind of portraying that. And I get it. Like, I get why Gina's upset. But, like, it was also the point of the party. And I am a full Gina fan. Should Shannon have thought, and you guys have been roasting me for that. Like, I like Gina. Sorry. Like, I can't help who I like. Like, I don't come after you guys for the comments that you leave about people that you like. I let you say what you say, and then we keep it pushing. All opinions are welcome. Um, I'm a Gina fan. You guys have been roasting me for it. Like, it is what it is. I like her. I like her more than I like Shannon. And uh, could Shannon have been more, like, a little bit more considerate about how she, like, approached that? Yeah, but do you expect anything less from Shannon? No, like I was like, okay, like it is, this is just what she does. Um, it was just, it was a, it was a hot ass mess. Um, but getting into like the meat of what happened at that party, Heather like is suddenly she's staying quiet about Shannon. Um, and they said, they think that she's doing it because she can sense that like trouble's coming. Like, she talked to Emily and Gina about Shannon's relationship and obviously got back. Like now everyone's talking about it. And Heather's like, I didn't know everyone's talking about it. Like she doesn't want to get, she wants her hands clean and girl, just as Lisa Renna would say, just own it. Like, just say what you said and then just deal with the consequences they start talking about Shannon's relationship at the table and Shannon loses her shit. She does not want you talking about her relationship. She all of a sudden is saying she has my boyfriend's private, my boyfriend's private. Like, do we have affairs? No, we just have fights that paralyze me. Like 
ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Your boyfriend is not private. He's been filming with you on this show for years. Like, maybe we don't know a more in-depth part of his life, but he's been filming with you and he's been like, at all these parties, he told Gina she can go fuck herself last season. Like, he is in it. So he ain't private. And you're trying to, you're trying to hide something. And you guys all know that, like, you can't hide anything on reality TV. It all comes out. And you are looking crazy going and storming off and crying to production every time this gets brought up. And literally, to production, you see she's leaving these parties. She did it at the lunch with Tamara and Vicky. She went right up to the table production was sitting at. You see it now. She left Jennifer's house, went right out to where production was set up, talking about how my relationship's over. If this airs, my relationship's done. Girlfriend, if this is the case, then maybe it's time for you to exit stage left. Like... I said it before on an earlier pod, an earlier episode where I get it. Like if there's stuff that you don't want to come out and you like don't want to talk about it on TV, like I get it. Like I'm sure there's everybody in the reality TV space that doesn't want to expose every part of their life, but they still do. But when it comes to this point where you are literally getting up and leaving the scene that you're filming and going to the production area and asking them not to air stuff. I mean, it's not always going to be the fun stuff that you want to film. That's going to make it on air. You're a real housewife. Like the nitty gritty stuff is like going to come out. And uh, all the ladies are talking about it. And I saw an interview. I forgot who it was with, where they said, if there is, if there are moments or if there are things that are going on in your life that you do not want, aired out on television don't tell your castmates that are on the show tell your friends that you have they have nothing to do with it and talk to them about it like you obviously you've been in the game you know you're not new like you have been in the game for a while you should know that anything you tell these ladies they're going to use against you not even against you like i don't even think that they were doing it in like a malicious way to hurt you. I think they were just trying to talk about it and like, make sure like you're good. You don't like that. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, to me, it is to a point where are you going to do this every time you're filming and this gets brought up, like stop running to production. You look like a crazy person. And she is even saying like in like, as the cameras are following her, like, I'm not crazy. Like you're trying to portray me as like an irrational person. Girlfriend, do you see the way that you're acting? It's crazy and irrational. Like just, just talk about it. And like, I'm going to be interested to see as the season goes on, like what, if it, I'm assuming it's going to get brought up even more because we learned that shortly after the season wrapped, John broke up with her. So I'm assuming he either learned that stuff that he didn't want to talk about was talked about, or he's been filming with you for a couple of years. Maybe he like wanted to make it one more season, like before he let you go. I don't know. 
it's going to be interesting to see her running to production and like pulling these like little stints are i they're amazing they're hilarious for television like it's you're you're making yourself look crazy and like you're breaking the fourth wall left and right and the viewers are going to eat it up but i i just i don't know you guys feel like you just if if all the ladies are talking about it you getting up and throwing a fit isn't going to stop them from talking about it because they're asking you directly so that way you have the option to speak on it and if you don't then they will and you should know that and if you don't want them talking about it you need to get your version of what's going on out there before the telephone game comes to life and all these ladies are talking about what they heard and I said it before, Andy said on Watch What Happens Live, she does this a couple times this season. It's not. This is the second time that we've seen her go off to production. I'm assuming it's going to happen one more time. And I cannot wait to see what it is. OC is killing it, guys, for me this season. I'm loving it. I think, <laughs> like, it's just crazy. OC is just always just, like, so, like, their drama is just insane. Um, it's, like, so minuscule but like it gets so blown out of proportion and to me it feels like portions of it feel like old oc and i just i love it and i think it has a lot to do with i think i'm gonna give it it has a lot to do with like the return of tamra a lot of people don't like a lot of people don't like that, like the way she's acting since she's been back. But you guys, you do this all the time. No one's ever going to be happy. You cry and you complain when they're off the show. And then once they're off the show, you beg for them back. They get brought back and then you bitch again. Like you're complaining again. I like just enjoy it for what it is because there are shows that are coming up where it's not going to be as refreshing or light or like funny. I'm sure it's going to get dark and crazy and criminal soon. Like, You never know what's going on. But for me, I'm enjoying it. I hope that you guys are as well. I want you guys to let me know, though. Like, what are your thoughts about Shannon running up to production? Like, do you think she's crazy? Because to me, I think she's... I think it looks crazy, but I love it. But, like, do you think it's, like, okay for her to do that? Do you think it's, like, a no-no? Do you agree with me that, like, she should get ahead of it and say what's going on before the ladies talk about what they heard. I'm interested in all of your opinions. So make sure to drop a comment and let me know and let's talk about it. All right. There are a few kind of like hot topic things that I want to talk to you about. And the first one is we didn't get to talk about it last week, but I want to talk about it now. The season nine Southern Charm trailer dropped. Guys, it looks explosive. It looks like it's going to be such a good season. Southern Charm is hands down one of my favorite shows. Like, you guys, I say this all the time. I love, love my housewives, but I just resonate more with the non-housewives shows. Southern Charm, Summer House, Winter House, Southern Hospitality, Vanderpump Rules, Those are just like more my vibe. And it's because it's just like the way that like my friends and I are here is like similar to with like the way that they are like 
in Charleston or in the Vanderpump gang. Like to me, I just resonate more with them. The season is going to be explosive. It looks like this trailer was amazing. Obviously there's a lot that's going to go down with Austin and Taylor and Olivia. It's I feel like it's going to be like, I don't want to say heavy, but like they're going to get to the nitty gritty of like the rumors that have been swirling like online for like the last couple months. Obviously we learn something happened between Taylor and Austin. Um, I don't know how far that's going to go because also in, obviously I don't think anything is going on with them now, but I'm interested to see like where that storyline goes in the season because we see that apparently Taylor and Shep like, hook up this season, which to me is like normal. Their exes is probably like a comfortability thing with them. But we see that um, Olivia, obviously Olivia and Austin have a past. And now this new guy, Rod, is coming in and he has like a thing for Olivia. And this new guy, Jarrett, has this thing for Taylor. Like, it's a crazy web that they're in of, like, what the hell is going on and who likes you and, like, what any current relationship statuses might be. Obviously, you guys know, and I've seen you guys complaining about this, and I do not like it. Um, Paige is on this season, and so many people are complaining about the fact that they're talking about, like, the status of the relationship and where they're going to go with getting married. Like, guys... Like, that's where they are in their relationships. So that's, like, what they're talking about. And you, it was, like, a three-second clip. So you don't know, like, what else is going to be happening with her down in Charleston. Um, yo, you guys know that I, I ride for Craig and Paige. And, and you guys give me a hard time for it, but I don't care. Okay? I like who I like. You're not going to like it, but I'm also an Austin fan. So don't at me. Um, overall, the trailer was amazing the new season comes out september 14th i cannot wait to talk about everything that happens there with you because that is i mean those charmers man those are those are my people i love them um in regards to some more hot topics um there was a page six article i believe that came out in regards to billy lee um back this season on Vanderpump coming, Billy Lee coming back to the next season of Vanderpump Rules as an ally for Tom Sandoval. Guys, I could care less. Like, for me, I feel like she's just using the situation as like a reason to get back on TV. And she was doing, she like went on this tour about like how she was really good friends with Ariana and with Tom and. To me, she just chose the wrong side. I could care less about Billy Lee being back this season. Bye, girl. We also saw a TMZ article about Rachel being at a spot in Arizona. Obviously, she is not filming right now for season 11. I don't know if she is going to film for this season. I don't know how much longer they have left in the season to film. I think it is best that she does not return. I don't see her returning. I don't think we've seen her. I mean, she's been in Arizona for like a really long time. I don't, I I just think it's best for her to kind of like 
just just be done and like not come back. I wouldn't be surprised if obviously you guys saw this um, article about this like reality reckoning that Bethany is doing. She's always doing the most, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rachel is one of those reality stars that like they they reportedly have like a list. I wouldn't be surprised if Rachel's on there. I just think that it is best for her to not return and move on with her life. Like, girl, it is just, just be done with it. Like, it's just, she got her ass like ripped apart and all over social media and the internet. And I don't think that's healthy for anyone, especially someone with like severe mental health issues where she's like in a treatment facility now. I think she just needs to be done and move on and see what's next in her life. So with that, yeah, with that TMZ article, I obviously like, I don't, I don't think it's happening. I don't think she is coming back. And uh, with that, I add, those were like the only really like major things, like topics, like in the news. I don't really want to talk about the Bethany, like lawsuit thing that she has going on. Like, I'm not going to give that kind of like any, I'm not going to like give it any air until like I know more about it or even see if it's worth talking about. I want to wrap up with just answering a couple quick questions from you guys that I had asked you about and just going to do like two or three. Um, uh, And then I'll kind of throw these out at the end. uh, I'll kind of throw these out weekly and then end every episode if there's with like these questions, if you guys have any. Um, and I just feel like it's a fun way to like talk to you guys and kind of like see what you have to say or want, want like what you want my opinion on. Um, all right. Someone said if you could, and this is meet underscore the underscore Morgans. Like, is that a a Sonia Morgan account? I don't know. Um, if you could resurrect one canceled show, what would it be? Okay. I think about this a lot because, like, there's so many shows that, like, I would want to come back. I would want Shots of Sunset to return. Shaz- you know what? I'm not going to narrow it down to one. I'm going to give you three. Shots of Sunset, Southern Charm New Orleans, and Gallery Girls. I just like, I want, I loved Gallery Girls so much. Um, Those are my three. And I'll toss it out to you guys. Like, what do you think? Like, what shows, what canceled shows would you want to resurrect? Like, what were your favorite shows that you would want to see more of? I mean, this is like such a fun question to ask people because like, there's so many like that can be brought up. So what do you think? Drop a comment. Let me know. But those are my three. Shots of Sunset. Southern Times, New Orleans, and Gallery Girls. Family Karma hasn't officially been canceled, so I'm not going to put that out there. But you guys obviously know we had an amazing interview last week with Bali. Family Karma is amazing. It should it should definitely come back. But that's not on my list since it's not officially canceled. Um. Oh God, it's just so many. Someone's <laughs> so. I don't even know this handle. 
The Queens add a fluff. How is business at Schwartz and Sandy's? Does Sandoval do anything to help the business? I don't know. I don't work there, so I couldn't tell you firsthand. Um, I haven't heard any rumors. I don't, I mean, every time I see like what's going on there, it looks like it's busy. So I'm assuming they're doing well. I see that Schwartz is like always posting that he's there. I don't know what Sandoval's involvement is at right now since everything that happened. I don't, he's like not on my radar. Like I don't really care like about what's going on with him. Um, but I would assume that they're doing well because it's always slam packed um, when I see it online. And then we'll go one last one. What? B underscore Amanda underscore O five. Why no season two of Real Girlfriends in Paris? I don't know, guys. I, if you didn't watch it, I enjoyed it. I thought it was like cute seeing like these American girls in France like living their best life and like dating, and it like wasn't really dramatic, but like I really, I really enjoyed it. I don't know why I didn't get a season two. I got to see two of the cast members. Emily and Aja at BravoCon. And they were like so much fun. They were so sweet. I don't know. I would like to see that come back. But some of those shows, like, it's tough when you like put out a new show because you don't know what the reaction is going to be. I don't think this one had like a good, I think the people that watched it enjoyed it. I don't think enough people gave it like the chance that it deserved. But that's my opinion. And uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. So with that said, guys, this was, we, t- we talked about a lot. We covered a lot. I really, I hope that you guys are enjoying this. If you didn't go back and listen to last week's episode with Bali, that was like so much fun. We talked about so much. There's so much coming out this week. Oh, guys, um, we didn't mention it real quick, but Bravo just dropped the official cast photo for the season four of Salt Lake City. Go look at that. I posted it on my Instagram. Um, There's so much coming up this week that by the time I talk to you guys again next week, it's going to be a whole slew of new things that we need to to cover. Um, So I hope you guys have the best weekend, the best week ahead. If you are not already, make sure you are following me on Instagram, Twitter, Uh, Is it X? Instagram, X, TikTok. Everything is at Bravo by Gaze. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, following, all that good stuff um, on all of the podcast platforms. I really appreciate it. And with that, I will talk to you guys next Friday. Have the best week, guys. Bye. Huda Media Production.